answer my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audioboom, and many more. Locked on Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Locked on Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. San Antonio Spurs are 2-0 on the season, and it looks like they're only going to get better despite not having Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker. Welcome to Locked On Spurs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Jeff Garcia. And Jose Grijalva and Ryan McCallum could not make it to the show tonight, so it's just going to be you and me, just like the old times. So as I said in the intro, uh, the Spurs are 2-0. and They remain unbeaten in this brand new season. Now I get it, it's just a couple of games under their belt, but it's still uh, time for a celebration and to look at this in a positive way in the sense that they're winning without Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker. They're winning with a rejuvenated LaMarcus Aldridge and they're winning with a sophomore point guard running the show for them. One win at home, one win on the road, and so far they're looking good. Now they got their home opening win against Minnesota and then they got their first road win of the season against Chicago. That was a tough, hard-fought kind of game, at least until the uh, second half. But nonetheless, 2-0 to start the season. And later on uh, tonight, they'll be playing Toronto Raptors. And uh, the Raptors themselves are undefeated in the season. They're 2-0 and as well, so hopefully the Spurs will hand them their first loss of um, their uh, regular season. So hopefully uh, the Spurs will come away 3-0. and but before we look ahead, let's take a look back at uh, how the Spurs started and what are a few things that we have learned about this squad after a hot start. And uh, with that, here are three things that uh, pretty much stand out to me early on in the season. And can we start with LaMarcus Aldridge? Seriously, this is a guy that was open to being traded from San Antonio in the offseason per reports. The Spurs entertained trading him. He admittedly was not happy in San Antonio and uh, was looking for greener pastures. But at the end of the day, the Spurs couldn't get any type of deal done. Uh, LaMarcus and the coaching staff, Popovich, they had a, a little chat about moving forward. Popovich took full blame 
for why Papa, uh, sorry, Lamarcus played so poorly last season, and so far so good for LMA, and he's already had back to back double doubles on the season. That that is just amazing. The recent double double was against the Toronto Raptors, where he scored 28 points and 10 rebounds, and that's to go along with three assists, two blocks, and one steal, and he did all of that in 33 minutes. Now, in two games so far in the early season, he's averaging 26.5 points per game, 10 rebounds, 3.5 assists, two block shots, and is shooting 47% from the field in about 35 minutes per game. And he's also shooting 91% from the free throw line. Look, things are looking good for him in his early start. And his teammates have recognized this, and uh, coaching staff as well, after the uh, win against the Bulls. Popovich said that LaMarcus was the difference maker for us. The way he scored. The defense in the second half and LA's offense is what got us over. That being the Chicago Bulls. Paul Gasol, he had a lot of good things to say about LaMarcus after the the win in Chicago. He said, so far so good. I feel like he is playing really well. He's being sharp in rhythm. It is kind of what he is used to. It is the way he has played his entire career. He knows that he's going to get 20-plus shots. And I guess that's the uh, key right there. And Pau Gasol said it himself, the 20-plus shots. He's definitely getting his touches right now without Kawhi Leonard in the uh, lineup. Things might change. Things will change once Kawhi Leonard does come back. He's not going to get 20-plus shots in a game because the offense and defense flows through Kawhi Leonard. And that is kind of the big question mark surrounding LaMarcus's hot start to the season. Can he maintain this moving forward once Kawhi Leonard comes back? Kawhi Leonard's going to need his touches. Kawhi Leonard's going to get the offense uh, going, not necessarily from the point guard spot, but the first play that DeJounte is going to run is probably going to be called for Kawhi Leonard to get him going. That leaves LaMarcus Aldridge. So will LaMarcus Aldridge readjust to being second fiddle, if you will, to Kawhi once Kawhi comes back that remains to be seen but right now he's looking very very good in his uh third season with San Antonio so that's one thing we've learned so far that LaMarcus can be the LaMarcus Aldridge that we saw in the Portland days he needs his touches he even talked about it in the opening night game in a segment on the broadcast uh, versus Minnesota saying that he just needed his touches he needed to touch the ball and he wasn't getting the touches where he wanted them great Kawhi Leonard is going to probably suck out some of those (laughs) touches from LaMarcus, so we'll see what happens down the road. So, so far, so good for LaMarcus, and love what I'm seeing out of LMA. Which brings us to our second takeaway from the early season, and that is, and I kind of talked about him already, Rudy, uh, I'm sorry, DeJounte Murray. So much is expected out of the young point guard, And he's been thrusted into a position that maybe he didn't expect so early in his career. Just in his second season, he's already the starting point guard for a championship caliber team like San Antonio. And many thought that was he ready. There were debates and kind of wavering if, if the kid is ready to perform and to take on this role. And through two games... It looks like he's been um, living up to the billing and playing quite well. Uh, DeJounte Murray, in just two games, is averaging 12 points per game, close to eight rebounds per game, 7.5, four assists, two steals, shooting 61% in about 26 minutes per game. Now, in the win against Toronto, 
He grabbed 10 rebounds, 8 points, 6 assists, and 2 steals in 26 minutes. Needless to say, he is definitely rising to the, to the occasion as the uh, new Spurs starting point guard. And you love seeing that out of him, especially with the point guard position kind of in doubt without Tony Parker. DeJounte Murray gets hurt, knock on wood, he doesn't. But if he, did, he gets hurt, then the Spurs are in a world of trouble. They're going to what turn to a, a Derek White, who's never played a minute in their NBA regular season game so far. Patty Mills, who's not a point guard. Manu Ginobili, who could probably maintain it for some uh, short period of time. Or they might have to dip into the D League, uh, sorry, the G League, and who knows. But so far, so good. And uh, the sophomore guard has been playing well. And um, you look at what he did in the opening night win against Minnesota, his first start of uh, the new season, 16 points, had himself five rebounds. He went seven for eight from the field. He went two for two from the free throw line, and he did this in 25 minutes. Now, there were some concerns coming out of that game heading into uh, the Chicago game and then moving on forward. It was the little things that he kind of looks still young and raw, still needs, uh, you know, more, I guess, coaching, if you will. He had himself uh, some foul trouble early on in the Minnesota game. He picked up four quick fouls. He only had two assists. Now, the good news is that at least in the Chicago game, it was a different uh, factor. He reduced his his fouls to pick up. He only had two, but he spiked in his assist. And um, that is good because the Spurs need him to be more of a facilitator. He had six assists versus the two he had versus uh, Minnesota. So he needs to clean up the fouls. He did that against Chicago. He upped his uh, assist. He did that against Chicago as well. And hopefully he'll maintain that type of mentality. I think that he should be more of a facilitator first and let the offense come to him later. Uh, I think the Spurs need a facilitator on that floor. DeJounte Murray fits the bill. Now, he has a 7-foot wingspan. He's athletic. He's young. He can get to the uh, the rim, and the Spurs can use that. But uh, the def- definitely the Spurs might want to try to just get him a, to be more of an assist playmaker type guy uh, rather than a scorer. But, uh, I mean, if he has to score, he's going to do it. But you love what you're seeing out of uh, DeJounte Murray early in this season. I know I like it. I think Spurs fans in general are loving what we're seeing out of DeJounte Murray in his second season so far in such an early uh, start to the season. Just two games in, and going to be three later on tonight versus Toronto in uh, San Antonio. And that would be kind of a good test for DeJounte Murray, going up against a guy like uh, DeMar DeRozan, you you know, the the guards that the Toronto Raptors have on their squad. And it's going to be interesting to see how he fights and competes against that type of caliber of guards on the court. So good things to be seen from DeJounte Murray so far. Yep. We like it. You like it. I like it. I think all of Spurs fandom loves it. All right. Uh, now, before we get into the final lesson learned so far through two games or week one of the Spurs season, this episode of Locked On Spurs is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek has everything you need and get it all in the app. The app is so user-friendly. It's mobile-friendly. You can download it anywhere. And if you need a ticket on the spot and you don't have yourself access to a printer, it can download straight to your device. So what you want to do is go and get the SeatGeek app. You want to download it. You want to enter promo code LONBA. That's in the settings tab. You'll see that it'll say add a promo. You use that promo, L-O-N-B-A, you get yourself a $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase by using the Seat 
SeatGeek app. $20 rebate, mobile-friendly, user-friendly, price alerts. You can download your tickets straight to your device. Uh, it's not just simply for NBA. It can be for any team, uh, you know, whether it be the NBA, the NFL, uh, you know, NHL, non-sporting events. The SeatGeek app has it all. I haven't. I recently used it to go to a non-sporting event, and I loved it. It was so easy to use. I, you know, it was it was just painless, and that's what I liked about it. It was just so painless to use. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't enter this and press this and check this. It was just straightforward. Click, get it done, and that's what I liked about it. And you should, you will like it too. So once again, download the Seat Geek app now. Enter promo code LONBA. Get yourself a $20 rebate off you your first ticket purchase by using that app and have fun, enjoy, and uh, get some memories uh, uh, in you. And uh, yeah, download it now. All right, so finally, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at our first lesson learned. Uh, oh, sorry, our last lesson learned, that is, uh, so far through two games of this uh, Spurs season. And I got to say, Rudy Gay, and you know, I let it slip a little while ago. And I was thinking about him already, but Rudy Gay, I mean, my goodness, this is a guy that's coming off an Achilles heels injury. And there were questions surrounding his performance and or will he and could he perform in a, in a new environment coming off a devastating injury that pretty much shut him down for all of last season and an injury that many uh, attempt to come back from and usually aren't the same. Now, yes, it's only been two games uh, so far in this uh, season, but just in two games, you already see exactly what Rudy can provide for San Antonio, and he's taking a role off the bench. He's not starting. Kyle Anderson is starting. Rudy Gay is nonetheless taking advantage of coming in with the second unit and performing. So far, he's averaging about 23 minutes per game. He's averaging about four rebounds, one and a half assists per game, and this is what I like right here, one and a half steals per game, okay? And he's averaging close to 13 points per game. This is all off the bench. The Spurs can use that type of punch off the bench. Look, Mono Ginobili is still Mono Ginobili, and he's going to open some eyes. But, you know, he's not going to be averaging that type of uh, point production throughout the entire uh, regular season and then some. You, you know, they, they, they took a big hit without losing Tony Parker, so that's some offense that's been lost. And Rudy Gay so far has been performing. Now, what I like about what I've seen Rudy Gay is that he is aggressive and he's not letting that injury hamper his mentality and attack. Against uh, Minnesota, he had two tremendous... Actually, his first points as a spur was a dunk and it was a pretty nice dunk on the Timberwolves in the paint. And he followed that up with another dunk and he just looks so good out there. He looks like it's the game is flowing to him. He's understanding the spur system. And he's uh, meshing well with the guys in silver and black. And, um, yeah, it looks like uh, the Spurs got themselves a nice player, a veteran player, a guy who knows his role. He's been performing performing at it well so far through two games. And, yeah, I mean, Rudy Gay is definitely looking like uh, the Rudy Gay that we saw in his Memphis, Sacramento days. And hopefully he's only going to get better. And so far he has gotten better uh, through at least two games. And I get it. It's such a small sample size, but you got to like what you see out of him. Rudy Gay is definitely a player that the Spurs can throw at opposing defenses. And mind you, he's coming off the bench. Now, I don't know if that's going to change throughout the season. 
Kawhi Leonard is going to be coming back soon. And obviously Kyle Anderson will go back to the bench. But hey, you know, even if Kyle Anderson comes off the bench, and by the way, Kyle Anderson has been playing pretty solid uh, ball in uh, in the starting unit as far as, you know, filling in for Kawhi Leonard. But if you can take a Kyle Anderson who's been getting starter minutes so far, put him on the bench, and he has that knowledge. Okay, now you got Rudy Gay coming off the bench. Okay, there's two guys that are starter-worthy off the Spurs bench. That's pretty big for San Antonio. But nonetheless, Rudy Gay has definitely been opening up my eyes. He should be opening up your eyes. Uh, you know, with each game, he's getting better. Each game, he's flowing well. And I like what I see out of the newest member of the San Antonio Spurs. So those are three um, pretty, I guess, you know, eye-opening lessons that I'm looking at right now from uh, the Spurs season as far as individual players. Now, overall, as far as the team is concerned, uh, there are a little bit of concerns, and I get it. It's just two games, but, I mean, they had no business letting Chicago in that game at all. Yes, they woke up in the second half, and they pretty much demolished Chicago, but they were letting Chicago hang in uh, too much in that first half. They were letting Chicago up their defense and shut down the Spurs defense in uh, that first half. And it didn't look like uh, Spurs basketball at all on the road versus Chicago. I mean, look at the Bulls limited uh, the Spurs to one of 12 shooting <laughs> in that first half. And they, they didn't allow them to knock down one three-pointer in that first half, 0 for 5. Uh, they grabbed 48 rebounds against the Spurs. They out-rebounded the Spurs 40 to 38 on the defensive glass. You know, there were just little things like that that the Spurs shouldn't have allowed to happen versus a team like Chicago that's in turmoil. Their 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 team their teammates are fighting with each other. Literally, one busted his hand and broke his hand by punching another player in the face, and now that player is out. And you know, it's just so much turmoil. And you give a team like that some life, and it's, it's not it's not good. It's, it's not good at all. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, the Spurs rally. They you know the the second half they completely took over and you know i guess what's done is done but little things like that they can have those mental letdowns against teams they should pretty much obliterate you you can't do that you got to get those wins especially in this competitive western conference a loss here a loss there think about it it's a two or three game loss could be devastating in the standings heading into the uh, postseason so they cannot let a team like a chicago bulls a dallas mavericks uh, one of the other teams that are going to likely to circle the bottom of their division, hang in there and give them life. Even Popovich saw it too. He even said that they performed better in the second half and they were just walking through things in the first half. They cannot walk through things. So hopefully they can correct that moving forward. Team-wise, they were moving the ball really well against Minnesota. They weren't doing it against uh, the Bulls for the first half, but they corrected that in the second half. So uh, those are some uh, general takeaways about the team so far through two games. But I want to hear what you have to say. Email me at jeffgarcia74 at gmail.com. And let's talk about the Spurs uh, early on in this brand new season. And with that, I'm going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.